0: Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we take your favorite movie franchises and make subjectively necessary sequels. I am just Houston,
1: and I am just Brian, I guess.
0: Hey, just Brian.
1: Hey, I'm just, just Houston. Houston.
0: I, do, I don't have a last name. Huh? They told me I might need one, but I don't know. Well,
1: you're you're you have a body. <laughs>
0: I mean, I do have a body, <laughs> so maybe the, I should be Houston
1: Body. The body's good. Just stop there. <laughs> Just stop there. I'm Houston Body, uh, and I'm uh, in defensing, I guess <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Brian you? Perry. I'm going to attack you right now, Brian. Well, oh, uh, Perry. Yeah. Uh yeah. nope. I defended and uh, reposted. So, so Perry. So you're Brian repost. Brian. Yeah, Brian I'm, Brian. I'm Brian. This is Brian repost and, and Houston, Houston Body. body. Uh, Welcome to the show. We're here for the solo after talk. Uh, yep. Solo after talk.
0: That look in your face makes it sound like you <laughs> haven't seen it yet.
1: I have not.
0: <laughs> I thought we were going to do this, Brian. We were going to review it this week.
1: Discuss um, it. Yes, I did not have time. The only time I had to watch a movie was last night, starting at midnight, and I watched another Woody Harrelson movie.
0: Oh, did you? Which
1: was Lost in London, which is very weird. But pretty entertaining.
0: I I don't know what this movie is.
1: Um, it's very weird. It's uh, it was recorded in one take and broadcast live to select theaters. Very artsy, weird concept. Okay, but a decent movie. So like, literally, the whole movie is one take.
0: Like, they never press right. off.
1: So like, it, it starts at his a theater where he's doing a play, and the camera moves with him as he walks to a restaurant. And is then... it like
0: an iPhone camera or like a legitimate no? It's like a it's like camera. a nice
1: like. Very nicely, nice looking cinematography, grava- cinematographic, cinematographic movie. movie. Yeah, uh, it was like a, it like felt like a real movie because it was, but it was like performed like a play, basically. So, I, you maybe you said this, but it went over my
0: head. Is it literally just Woody Harrelson as himself?
1: It is Woody Harrelson as himself. Uh, obviously, like a fictionalized version of himself. It is a very crazy night. So
0: like whenever a star cameos as themselves in a movie.
1: Exactly. And that happens here too. Like Owen Wilson is in it as himself. Really? Willie Nelson is in it as a hallucination of himself. I would watch this movie. It's an interesting movie. Um, It's just like him getting into trouble at nightclubs and getting in taxi chases and going to prison and just trying to get home so he can take his, his kids to go see Harry Potter.
0: So this was recorded a while ago
1: uh or filmed it, it it was no it it was two thousand and seventeen, but it it takes place earlier than that gotcha he He is recounting the worst night of his life is I the way see. he says it
0: um there are certain actors and actresses that I would literally watch anything they do, and Woody Harrelson is one of those for me interesting. I would definitely sit and watch him. Stand on a Broadway stage in a chair and literally do nothing, and huh. I would still be entertained
1: uh this you'd like this it's very much about him,
0: do you think that this performance was so riveting that it got him his role in the solo movie? uh the timing doesn't quite work out, but absolutely <laughs> <laughs> what What if they did a new solo movie and it's Han solo between the original trilogy? And the new trilogy. And so it's like middle age crisis Han Solo. And it's played by Woody Harrelson.
1: And uh, just no one recognizes. Like there's a few people who recognize him from Cheers. But like people don't know who he is. Like he expects them to.
0: Wait. So he's playing himself playing Han Solo. Is that what you're implying?
1: Yes. (laughs) I didn't mean to imply (laughs) it. But it is. Um, Because Han Solo was in Cheers. Um there's no reference to now you see me or like the Hunger Games, so I think it's meant to be set before those.
0: Well, you said it took place during Harry Potter fever, yeah, which definitely came before those. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was like they were going on set to to meet the cast of gotcha. Harry Potter.
0: What would what Harry Potter character would haunt? Uh, excuse me, would Har- Woody Harris? What a I'm combining all of them: yes. Harrison Ford or Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson.
1: Or. Woody Harrelson Ford. Woody Harrelson for it. I like Woody Harrelson as Filch. Okay. But an expanded role of Filch.
0: Like a Filch that you can actually enjoy.
1: Yes. A a less creepy Filch.
0: There's a few students who actually hang out with him every now and again, and he pretends to not like him. I
1: think they have a side adventure. Filch, a Harry (laughs) Potter story. (laughs) I would watch that with Woody Harrelson. Honestly, at this point, they're going to do it. Right. With
0: a... Fantastic Beasts: Adventures of Grindelwald in Gringotts, whatever that movie's called. I mean, like, Filch is old far. enough.
1: Filch is old enough to be in those movies. Like he, his character could be in those movies for he, sure. We could see him play a major role.
0: He could be baby Filch,
1: baby Filch, yeah,
0: with Woody Harrelson's face CGI'd onto his body.
1: <laughs> We've been there before. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go off right, right off the bat, and say Woody Harrelson doesn't need to be in whatever movie we decide okay. to do today. That
1: is my personal studio demand. And mine is that it can't be a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> well, that... To protect us from filch Harry Potter story. <laughs> I don't think we're going to run into that problem. Okay.
0: Although, much like our love of Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, I do think we need to be getting on the hype train for Fantastic Beasts 2. Yeah, probably. Excuse me. Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. As Correct. Is it there is no probably. two? There's no two. Interesting. Um. Okay, what do you want to do this week? Um, should we go to
1: Fandango Unchained? Let's do Fandango Unchained. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do we? Th- we need a theme song for Fandango Unchained. Um, uh, Fandango has a quiz called "What Would Your Star Wars Job Be?"
0: What would your Star Wars job be,
1: well, Ryan? Do you want me to take the quiz, or do you want me to just come up with something?
0: I want you to take the quiz out loud. Okay. I think this could be very good audio.
1: It's asking for my location, so I assume that plays into uh, into what my Star Wars job would be. First off, what are you looking for in a job? Nothing specifically. Some, some something where I can express myself. Something with lots of travel. Something where I can take command. Something that's fairly laid back. Something that takes advantage of my rare skills. I'm gonna say laid back because it's season two. It's season two. You're the chill one. Um,
0: how do you feel about coworkers? I would say maybe just pick. Tell us what your answer is, and
1: don't read through all. This is a very interesting option. You mean employees? What? (laughs) How do you feel about coworkers? You mean employees? What? (laughs) That's a weird option. I think that's the stubborn hipster one. What character are they going for there? What do? How do you feel about coworkers? Or what space job is that? I guess like an empire boy. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna say, as long as they pull their weight, sure. Okay. And by weight, you mean all of it,
0: because you're going to be chill and laid back,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were going for a job of the hut. Like that's a lot of weight to pull.
0: Well, I bet you're going to be a criminal gangster in the yeah. Star Wars world.
1: Uh, how do you feel about bosses? Uh, I'm going to say, as long as I'm higher up the chain, sure. Want to deal with customers? No,
0: I, I don't see you as a customer support kind of agent.
1: I am in real life. No, I'm not. Uh <laughs> but I do kind of work with customers, but very indirectly. Uh I'll say I will say briefly if at if at all. Okay. That's so
0: pretty you're kind of going about this in a very realistic way. I am. I I want to know. I I want results. I want the rest of this to be hyper Brian.
1: Hi, okay, okay. Brian at like So only extreme options here.
0: Yeah. When you are feeling on top of the world, you are a go-getter. Maybe not a go-getter, but you are feeling the most extreme, Brian.
1: That's the answer okay, I want. Okay. What would an average workday look like? I do one thing, then I get paid a lot for it. That's me. And that's, that's hyper answer? Brian in space, yeah. <laughs> uh, how well do you handle workplace str- worse- workplace stress? Uh, and it's got the admiral choking. That's a good picture for it. He's, like, pulling on the, t- the his collar. Oh, he's stressful. He's stressed because he's dying. Um, how do you handle str- stress? not well at all that's with periods after every word and it kind of sounds like all caps with that yeah it kind of goes hand in hand what pace of work do you like short intense bursts of activity just kidding i want uh moderate and steady that's really me season two but that's not very
0: extreme brian oh yeah that's okay you can you can switch off back and forth there's a lot of questions
1: so yeah what work-related problems do you anticipate
0: your coworkers making you do stupid quizzes
1: no, I'm going to say customers might hassle me. I don't want to deal with that. Briefly, Screw if at them. all. Screw them. Yeah.
0: We don't need customers if we're working in the Empire.
1: Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Right where I am now. I'm not going to progress. Not in, in the Star Wars world.
0: In episode 21. That's where I see
1: myself. Yeah, 10 years. All right. This, I think this is the last one. Nope. What? What gives you the most satisfaction? The zen of the routine. There we go. That's nice. <laughs> And it's a picture of Figrin Dan. <laughs> How many questions are there? It's so many. This is uh, like twelve. Okay, you're gonna go in hyperspeed mode. What happens if you excel at your job? I solve problems. Oh, that was the last one. <laughs> that was the lightning round. Of one question. Bartender. <laughs> I got bartender, and I got a picture of Maz Kanata because she's a bartender. I'm gonna. Be, um, I'm the next. So Maz you know Kanata. where Woody
0: Harrelson got his start was the bartender well, on Cheers. Tears. So I do think whatever franchise we pick, it does have to have a very famous bartender involved with this.
1: Okay. That's our next studio demand. (laughs) But it's not Harry Potter.
0: It's not Harry Potter. Definitely not Harry Potter. Not today. Um, Okay. You know what does have ghosts and bartenders, just like Harry Potter, is The Shining. The
1: Shining. With Lloyd
0: the bartender.
1: Okay. Good. (laughs) He's a famous bartender. He's at least the first one I thought of. Is he a ghost? He is a ghost. Oh, nice. So yeah, that's my job in Star Wars. That's your job, ghost bartender. Ghost bartender, yeah. Force ghost bartender. Well, that's nice.
0: Okay, real quick. Famous bartenders, we got one. We got Lloyd okay. from The
1: Shining. We have Woody from Cheers.
0: Yes, but he's already going to play the bartender. That's whoever right. it is. So he's we're recasting. Other bartenders.
1: Bartender well, we've got Britta from Community. <laughs> She's one.
0: We just did Community, though.
1: Uh... Oh, there's a. Uh, I keep thinking of TV. How I Met Your Mother has Carl. But we did just do a TV movie. I'm out of TV right now. Yeah. Uh, there's Mo from The Simpsons. Oh, that's true. We could do the second
0: Simpsons movie.
1: There is a uh, Ted Danson also from Cheers.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. How about this? What movie desperately needs Woody Harrelson as a bartender in it?
1: Okay. Well, should we look at? Let's look at Fandango and see what we've got recent in way of recent stuff. We are in our Fandango Unchained segment. <laughs> I think this diverted to our new segment. Brian takes a quiz. <laughs> um. Oh, there. Oh, there's. Uh, what's his face in Deadpool? T J Miller. Oh, character. T J Miller. That's a... super true and super relevant. Woody Harrelson in a Deadpool
0: movie would be pretty great. I uh, think that is the superhero role we have been waiting for.
1: I mean, there is a pretty simple switch off. We just switch out T J Miller. He suddenly goes
0: through a crazy aging process. Right. Gets a little grumpier.
1: Yeah. Oh, speaking of
0: Deadpool, by the way, we're on this really weird period where we keep predicting what's happening in movies. Yes. Like, we predicted everyone was going to die in, spoiler alert, Avengers. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then, spoiler alert for Deadpool 2, we predicted that Deadpool was going to kill Ryan Reynolds. And that definitely happened.
1: Um, I think that we need a segment of us making predictions. We're we're pretty good at it.
0: (laughs) This is our segment. Woody Uh, Harrelson is now a fortune teller in this movie.
1: Yes. Um, He's the psychic bartender. Um, I think that every episode, we both think one thing to be a legitimate, 100% serious, but ridiculous prediction for an upcoming movie.
0: Okay, so a movie that's coming out soon, I believe next week, maybe the week after, is Ocean's 8.
1: Ocean's 8, I didn't know it was so soon. That's great.
0: Um, This is my ridiculous claim, is they're definitely going to do a trilogy, and it's going to be Ocean's 8, 9, and 10, and the end of 10 is going to lead directly into Ocean's 11, where it's, you find out that Sandra Bullock is actually the older sister of Danny Ocean. Oh. And she just passes the torch. Maybe that's not as ridiculous, but it does sound absurd that they would make yes. a trilogy of 8, 9, and 10. And then you find out about their even younger sibling (laughs) who is going to start Oceans 5? Yeah, Yeah. Oceans 5 and do his own trilogy.
1: That's my crazy prediction. That's your prediction. My prediction is... My prediction is that in Incredibles 2, Jack-Jack becomes a god. Okay. I'm going to go one further.
0: In Incredibles 2, a Deadpool-esque character shows up. Oh, interesting. And kind of rewrites the whole narrative. Okay. Maybe I'm going to go realistic, bold, crazy claim. You've heard about that Pixar theory. Yes. That they're all intertwined and it has to do with that witch from Brave. Mm -hmm. That witch shows up in the movie and does something as a little wink and nod to the camera. Hey, we're
1: all connected. Well, I'm going to go farther and say it's not even going to be subtle. She's going to come out and give a PowerPoint presentation in the movie. (laughs) where she explains the Pixar theory to anyone in the theater who doesn't know it already, and then just explains how it all fits together and says, we've been planning it the whole time, even though I'm pretty sure they haven't. I'm going to go one
0: further, (laughs) and that is the opening animated short at the beginning of the movie, (laughs) and then she pulls down a zipper from the back of her head, and it's actually Kevin Feige
1: who is playing the witch the whole time. Oh, my gosh.
0: And you find out that Kevin Feige is actually in The Incredibles 2 movie, and then they meet up with the Avengers in the end.
1: I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to go on further. <laughs> I think all the Avengers movies are connected. Oh, well, now you're taking us back <laughs> to ground zero. <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe is all one big movie universe. That's my theory. I think you're right about that one. I, I can, so I do think we're going to get at least one. Robert Downey right. Jr. plays Iron Man in a lot of them. It's pretty true. Take st- okay. <laughs> I wish I wish the Hollywood media would
0: would stop silencing my theories. <laughs> Speaking of discontinuity, have you seen the trailers for the Mowgli movie? No. Okay, so it's basically, from what I understand, the story is Andy Circus wanted to make his own Jungle Book movie. Okay, but then Disney decided, nope, we're already going to do it. You're going to have to step aside. So he went through, got his band of friends together and said, we're still going to make our own Jungle Book movie, but we're going to make it like the spiritual sequel to the Jungle Book. So it takes place as though it were a sequel to Jungle Book, but it's a completely different cast. So instead of Ben Kingsley as Bagheera, it's Christian Bale. Instead of Idris Elba as Shere Khan, it's Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: Oh, I do remember hearing about this cast, but it wasn't called Mowgli at the time. I think it was just also called Jungle Book at the time. That makes sense.
0: But I think Andy Serkis wisened up and said, they're not going to go see another reboot when we just had a really
1: good one. So it's sort of a hook is kind of what it feels. Is is he grown up? They allude to that, but he looks the same age, honestly. Okay. I think they're trying to convince
0: you he's older, but he's not.
1: Got it. Did we make a movie yet? No, we haven't. We keep dipping
0: into ideas, but we need to figure out one movie.
1: We have just got too many big ideas bouncing, out, b- bouncing around in our brains to just actually sit down and make one of them.
0: What about this? What if we go with the spiritual sequel idea?
1: Okay. To... Uh, but it's a whole new cast. Okay. We have a lot of studio demands that we've come up with here. Yes.
0: Th- these don't have to be demands. Okay. We can switch it. The only demand is that Woody Harrelson does have to be in it, and it can't be about Harry Potter.
1: Okay. For sure.
0: Uh, for sure. Um, let's say we take a spiritual sequel where it is the cousins of the Incredibles family. Okay. Because I kind of want to dip my toes into the Incredibles pool. Okay. I think that is our new superhero franchise that's going to come second to the MCU. Maybe even pass it. We'll see. Let's not get- Do we do something
1: similar, uh, like Avengers slash Revengers? Do we go something similar with Incredibles- Let's work
0: to that. Okay. okay. I don't have a catchy name right off the top of my head. Maybe
1: the Impressives or...
0: I do think the Incredibles family altogether is a little older. Okay. Frozone has started his own family. Okay. Here's the catch. Him and his wife are separated.
1: Oh. I mean, we saw it coming.
0: We saw it coming. I think that brings a whole new dynamic to the superhero family when you have a wife who... We, we don't know much about her, but I'm going to say she's a superhero, too. I think she is. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It maybe she's a robot. She's an android. We never see her. You never know.
1: He, it could just be a voice she, coming out of his walls.
0: It's true. I think that's her superpower. She's a super house that transforms. Oh. She's a transformer disguised as a house.
1: Or maybe she can just travel through the electricity.
0: That, too. Maybe she is Electro.
1: Because I think it would be very hard to have her have this movie based on her being a house. (laughs) That's fair.
0: She's an Electro-esque character. Yes. They are separated. They're both trying to be superheroes. But the tension is that they cannot work together. And they're the only... The Incredibles have moved to a new city. They're the only ones left in town. They have to save the city frequently. But because they are trying to out-compete with each other they ruin a whole bunch of stuff. They just cause a lot of havoc
1: for Batman people. v Superman. Yes. style yeah, Similar. Okay.
0: But then, what is that? That's Flash. That's Wonder Woman. That's Cyborg. They're little children. They're learning to be from bad influences. Oh. And they're just seeing this very destructive parent-ship? parenthood. Hood. Parenthood. And so they kind of become the villains as they're puppeteered by some evil corporate syndicate man.
1: So it's like a movie where it's parents trying to kill their kids, much like the Nick Cage movie.
0: Well, it is Pixar, so maybe not that. So dark. not that dark. <laughs> but I like where your head's at. Let's just tone it, it down. It's parents
1: v. children. Let's turn a couple of lights on in this dark room. Yes, yeah, so this is a dark room. We're turning up the lights. I, I'm getting a sui- now, nah, not not Suicide Squad, in that the good guys are bad guys. But that's the that's the feeling of like oh, like they're they're in with the wrong crowd. These these gangs on the streets of the city they live in. I, I think
0: it's but, a very applicable issue that people can relate to. What happens when you have bickering parents who are separated? Right. You don't know who's right. You kind of lose your direction a little bit because you're not having that strong mentor figure.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And I do, I want to address right off the bat because I know like this could be touching into potential stereotypes. That is not what we're implying at all.
1: Right. We're very much... We're not playing into, like, the deadbeat dad. We won't do any of that garbage. Like,
0: they're both very good parents. It's just this is something that happens into a lot of families.
1: I mean, it's a Civil War situation where... uh, I mean, there is a very Civil War-esque background to the Incredibles movies. Yeah. Of the superhero registration type stuff where they have to hide their identities. And we see that tension in the first movie.
0: I think Frozone has gone into a deep depression because he's constantly fighting with his wife, even though they're both good people. His children are running amok. His good friend, Robert Parr, from the Incredible Family, has moved on. They're doing their own thing. Who does he turn to in his moments of doubt? But the good old friendly neighborhood bartender down the street. The bartender. Okay. Okay. Played by Woody Harrelson.
1: Uh, Is this CGI? Yes. Okay. But he does look like a CGI Woody Harrelson. He just looks like Woody from Cheers. Yeah. A young Woody Harrelson voiced by old Woody Harrelson. Harrelson?
0: And I think you find out he is a superhero in the end. Yes. And his superhero name is Cheer.
1: Oh, that's fun. Because
0: he, like, shoots fireworks. He is, like, very bright and vibrant and colorful in his power that he exudes. It's just a very cheerful, yeah. delightful one thing, display of power.
1: One thing that's hard with superheroes is that it's always assumed that once you have superpowers, you know how to fight. That's true. I don't think he does. That's why he's a bartender. Cheer doesn't know how to fight. He's got superpowers and he can do some cool stuff with them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to fight with them.
0: I think that's very true.
1: I, I uh, Have we seen that in a movie? I mean, Spider-Man usually takes some time to ramp up and like Spider-Man learn it. a little bit. Iron Man has to learn how to fly his suit. Yeah. But But it's like a montage, like they're done after a little bit.
0: It's very rare that they go the whole movie and they just can't fight.
1: Well, and I don't think
0: he's interested. He just wants to be a bartender. Yeah. He just wants to help the people. Exactly. I think he runs a superhero cafe straight out of how it should have ended. Okay. And that's our little nod to... That works. ...expanding universes, is we see, we downgrade from the nice... uh, shiny CGI that is Pixar (laughs) to this two-dimensional hand-drawn scene in the corner where Superman is chilling with Batman.
1: And that gives a lot of background to those video clips as well. Yes. It's like, oh, they're at Woody's. I think it's named Woody's. I think that's fun. Yeah, Woody's Cafe. Woody's Cafe. Though he's a bartender. Is that, uh... I think it's kind of an ironic cafe. Yeah. Like, huh, get it? Like a cafe, but not really because it's a bar. Yeah. That's fun. So he
0: has to help his children. And I think... Him and his wife, they don't necessarily get back together because I feel like that would be the trope. The stereotype of the movie is, oh, they're going to rekindle their love and get back together. I think they learn how to be a functioning divorced couple.
1: Okay. I was going to say, what if we put them back together at the start of the movie and the separation is just off screen? And then we come back. That's less tropey. But I do kind of like exploring that like. They, can ju- they just need to figure out how to, do, how to work this. I just don't see very
0: many movies where they teach you how to be a functional divorced
1: parent. I think there have been some Sesame Street episodes about dealing with this.
0: We'll bring in the whole gang. Yeah. They can help us.
1: <laughs> They've got the experience. Maybe
0: we don't bring in the Sesame Street no. characters, but we bring in other superheroes that are, okay, one of them is wearing a big yellow costume and he flies around. And they call him oh, Big Bird. Oh, that's fun. We have a really grumpy superhero who wears steel-plated armor and is able to manipulate trash okay. to smother people.
1: They call him Oscar the Grouch.
0: Well, he's just... They call him Grouchy, but his okay. real name is but Oscar. But you know. You know. And he's played by Oscar Nunez from Office. Oh, that's fun. Office.
1: Um, what about one that just loves cookies?
0: Yes, of course. <laughs> well, he definitely loves cookies we're erasing any implications that he ever turned into the vegetable monster. Right. I think he's in a commercial where he promotes vegetables. Yes.
1: But. The veggie monster is, is, is not a real thing.
0: That's his arc in the end. Yeah. He turns down the vegetable. Yeah. Contract.
1: Um, he just loves cookies. What uh-huh. other powers does he have? He can eat. He throws cookies, cookies at people. Yeah. Okay. That's fun.
0: We have a math wizard. Who dresses okay. up like Dracula. Okay. And he just flies around and he was some crazy physics professor who experimented and became like a vampire. Okay. But he loves numbers.
1: That's good. Yeah. Uh, I like that these are very similar to, to Sesame Street characters. But, but they're we're, very different. But different enough that we're not going to get sued. I love it. Good. And it's still The Incredibles.
0: Yes. Well, we
1: need to change the name because it's not The Incredibles. Y- you're right. What it wait hold on what if these Sesame Street characters are the rough and tumble gang that the kids fall in with out on the street ooh the sesame street but we don't say that we don't
0: say sesame street
1: but on on the street
0: it's like whole grain alley
1: yeah i think they're good people too but they're misunderstood we definitely have like a... everyone in this movie is a good person it's like it's like the opposite of the dark knight rises <laughs> where every character is a terrible person <laughs>
0: You just don't (laughs) like Batman. (laughs) Um, No. Batman is a hero, and one day you will learn. Okay. Um, I I do like that. Like, they do have to kind of shepherd in these orphans off the street and teach them, like, hey, here is how you learn to behave yourself. Here is how you do proper conduct. And then we find out that the puppet master behind all this...
1: (laughs) Puppet master. And his
0: name is Puppet Master. Okay. We're okay. just gonna hit it on the nose.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh they all have to team up to take him down. Okay.
1: And he he's did. the Wizard of Oz. And he's the Wizard of Oz. Cause Frank Oz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cuz Frank Oz is the puppet master. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Frank.
1: Yeah. But all of all of his aesthetic is built around the Wizard of Oz. He, he's a floating guy. He's green got head. green robes yeah.
0: that are kind of have like a green screen effect yeah. where he can turn it on and he just oh, goes invisible. That's except really except cool. for his head. Yeah, okay. Uh, I like that. And that's how he hides all his puppet controls.
1: And that's very fitting for someone named the puppet master. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That's pretty cool. So is it mostly about the kids then? What if well, well it cuts
0: between the two, just like in the Incredibles. Like, I think it's focused on uh Frozone and Electra. Nope, that's already someone.
1: Uh what about Zappa, Frank Zappa.
0: <laughs> she can't be a Frank.
1: What about Zapnifica? Nope,
0: that's worse. That's a stupid one, Brian. Zap, Zaptastic. What about Zastic?
1: Zastic's nothing.
0: I know, but it just sounds cool. <laughs> uh, what about just Zap? Zaps,
1: Zaps good. Zaps better that's than that's anything our- we've said so far.
0: That's our running name. Yeah. For right okay. now. We'll get some audience feedback on that one. Okay, good. So Frozone and Zap. I I can't say enough how much I love this idea. Like, again, not promoting divorce. I think that's something that society right. should be able to learn to adapt to better. We need to help. Think
1: of better. the children, right? Think like... of
0: the children. That's something we can work to ultimately. But I do think it's something that is inevitable in our society. There are really high divorce rates. So we do need to address that problem. And... You have so many examples of divorced parents who have learned to at least work with each other reasonably yeah. and raise their kids right. And then you have some that are very destructive and just all their hatred that they have towards each other kind of makes it very difficult for their kids yes. to be raised right. And so we need to learn how to teach them. Even though you're not getting along, you still are parents right. to these children.
1: What if what if they do kind of go on uh, a First Incredibles style get the family back together adventure of just the parents. There's we figure out some reason that those two need to go. Yes. Um, And they learn to work together, even though they, and, and by the way, you're, you're kind of wondering like, oh, are they made it back together? That's what movies do with this kind of situation. And they don't, but they work. They learned how to work out it, their differences. It's still a very
0: satisfying. ending.
1: And uh, they beat some opponent that will figure out the puppet. Okay. Not uh, the puppet master, but his puppet. Got it. And then the street gang, the untitled street gang, is is with the kids, and they're kind of hanging out for a lot for the first part of the movie, but then they have to fight they fight the puppet master. Well, I
0: still want them to kind of go against their parents. Like I think during this time, oh, while okay. the parents are trying to find them, they're having their mind manipulated, Makes and so sense. it's building towards this final conflict between the parents and the street gang with the kids, and they ultimately. In the final phase of the third act, work together and settle their differences, and they finally bring down the puppet master
1: so what if the what if the puppet is a robot? Yes, like the omnidroid, but looks like maybe a marionette puppet, right, maybe like a mannequin like a mannequin, yeah, is how I'm picturing it, and they reprogram it to fight the puppet master, but the kids have now teamed up with the gang who work for the puppet master. And so when the puppet master sees, oh, no, my puppet is rebelling against me, he sends the gang in and the gang drags the kids along. Yes, that's where the fight comes in. Yes, that's very good. I like that. And and maybe the kids don't realize at first that the parents are controlling the puppet. So they're like, um, OK, I mean, we have powers. But then when they uh when they start fighting, they're like, oh, that's our parents. And maybe Big Bird and maybe Big Bird. <laughs> no, I'm just saying maybe Big Bird will be like, hey. Your parents put you in this situation. It's their fault. It's their fault. You need to get rid of them.
0: I always knew Big Bird was a big pain in the butt.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I think we've got a good idea here. I do think we should go to our actual studio. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. Our real bosses.
0: Before that, do we have a friend of the show this week?
1: We do. We are continuing our friendship with our good friend, Edward the App.
0: Edward the App. Tell me more about Edward the App.
1: Well, Edward the App.
0: Or retell me what you told me last week about Edward the App.
1: Uh, Well, I won't tell you this time. I'll tell our listeners. So Edward the App, uh, write your first novel. is the tagline, of course. Because it will help you do just that. Write your first novel. You could probably do your second too, but it doesn't say anything about that.
0: And we're definitely going to make the novelization of this movie before we make the movie.
1: Right. So we can save based on the book. Yes. And it gives a little more weight. What if one of these kids is an aspiring novelist and he uh, he uses Edward the App? I think that's just, definitely Oscar the, the Grouch. Just a bit of on screen. Well, no, I, I met one of the kids, like one of like Frozone and Zap's kids. No, I
0: definitely think it needs to be Oscar
1: the Grouch. <laughs> okay, good. Um, We've done more character development with the gang than we have with
0: the kids. We definitely have. But I still think it needs to be Oscar the Grouch because I think he is like this grouchy, like his grumpiness is a defense mechanism because he actually has like a bunch of very poetic ideas that he wants to express he he
1: can't express yeah
0: but he's worried that people are gonna make fun of them or not be into them and so he puts up a big barrier and then frozone and zap they kind of help him bring that down a little bit and he writes a book about the dangers of street gangs okay and no he writes a book about good parenting what if, and that's where the movie what is. What if
1: by the end of this gang sort of comes together and starts a foundation to just help everyone, help all these, these children? Yeah. And the
0: tagline of the foundation is Avenge the
1: Streets. Okay, good. I like it. Um, let me tell you more about this app that we're advertising. Yes. <laughs> um, so basically, what it is, uh, and I am oversimplifying here, it, uh, it's a place to organize your thoughts. You can write your whole novel in this web app. Uh, it has t- tools for helping you get your ideas out. So you don't turn into a grouch and also uh, it has tools like a map. So you can manage your geography of your novel that you're doing. Cause that's important. Uh, you can h- do your di- dictionary, thesaurus do like everything in one place. So you're not so scatterbrained. So it basically helps you to solve the two major problems of writing a novel organization and writer's block. So it, like, Microsoft Word's not going to do that for you. No.
0: Microsoft Word is a piece of crap. <laughs> I hate you, Microsoft Word.
1: That's right, Bill Gates. we for were, you.
0: Maybe if you were Microsoft Edward, the app, yeah. you'd be
1: something. Um, so if you want to acquire Edward, the app, I can <laughs> get you in touch. Bill Gates, <laughs> who's definitely <laughs> still running Microsoft, very hands-on. Um, and is definitely listening to this podcast because he loves it. Um, so, uh, yeah, Edward, the app is just, like, really fun to use, honestly, which isn't something I'd normally say about about like a piece of software. Could we maybe demonstrate some of the tools? Because yeah, last time yeah, we did yeah. this, we
0: literally did like two baby step tools and then we moved on. I want to at least get two more baby step tools to demonstrate.
1: Okay. And those were definitely the light ones. It was like, name your novel. And a tagline. Yeah. Okay, so if we go into workshop, let's go into we we're doing novel quick start, just the first parts of novel quick start. What about writer's unblock? That's a new feature that I haven't tried yet. Let's do some writer's unblock. Mm-mm. You need to have written stuff first. <laughs> so let's not do that one. Because basically what it does is it takes the last thing you've written. Let's not go through it. But maybe I'll eh, we'll do it on the next one, maybe. Uh, let's continue in our novel quick start. Okay. So we did we did the name and the tagline last time.
0: Which the new one for this one is...
1: The Frozone story, and it is... It's a ice little story. Oh, ice little story. Okay. Uh, summarize your novel in one or two sentences, like the descriptions in the New York Times bestseller list. An epic tale about living
0: in a modern-day divorced family, but little did you know, this family has quite some special talents. Okay, Join us in this adventure, where we see famous superhero Frozone and his... Never before seen wife as they try to resolve their differences and work to be a super team despite their moving on and maturity in life as they also try to help wayward teens
1: off the streets. So as you've just demonstrated, these prompts get more and more in-depth and help you write your novel and get less and less interesting to say on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Thank not you, a- Houston. Houston. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a writer i'm a podcaster. but you could be i could with be. edward the app um anyway it like it's it's cool because it like builds which is a very natural way for your thought process to work so everyone go check out edward and get edward the app it's absolutely free unless you get the premium uh which is two dollars and forty six cents which again that price y'all I think last time I said that
0: was less than a cheesy gordita crunch. That's also less than a steak quesadilla at Taco Bell.
1: Okay. So do it. Do it. Diet a little and then do it. That's one less cheesy gordita crunch a month. Uh, and you can be on your way to your first novel. And you can be on your way to saving the world. Much like Absolutely. the true heroes of any movie studio. The writers.
0: Th- the executives. Yes. As we go <laughs> to the studio. Okay. That oh, oh, that was
1: your segue. Okay. Uh, our studio demands. Um, thank you. Enter the app. Go buy it. Uh, okay, let's spin the wheel. Interesting. This is one that uh, doesn't quite fit the aesthetic that I was that I was thinking of personally for this incredible spinoff. Uh, but Amon Connolly from the But Yeah podcast. After extensive research, I have concluded that modern film needs more vaping. (coughs) All genres of movies could benefit from embracing this cloud art. More vapes and thicker fog in this year's turnout and future sequels. That's definitely how the Puppet Master gets his gang going. I think Woody is very into it as well. Woody is definitely into it as well. Oh, what about like vape cloud uh,
0: minions? What about this? That's how they find out what's wrong with their children. Is Frozone goes to his good friend, Woody the bartender, and sees him vaping. But the clouds are coming out a little different. Okay. And goes, hey, like, why are your clouds that misty gray white? And goes, that's how they always are. Oh, I saw some kids vaping, and it was like a yellow cloud. Okay. And then that's when they put two and two together, realize the puppet master is actually a vape master.
1: Oh dear! And that's when he switches from Ganondorf
0: to Ganon. <laughs> okay, in his villain evolution, is
1: Ganon the pig one?
0: I don't know, but it's I think Ganondorf is the scarier okay. Okay. one.
1: Um, oh boy. Okay, I don't think we throw out everything with the Puppet Master, but I do think the Puppet Master does have these minions that are walking clouds or flying clouds. Yes, because I don't know why they would be limited to the ground, but maybe there's some mind control in his vape juice. Yes. That's how he he gets them. Brainwashing with vape. Is that what you were saying? That was exactly
0: what I was saying. What if we did that? (laughs) (laughs) I see how your mind works. (laughs) You just rephrase my idea and claim it as your own. Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly what I said. Okay, good. But just so we're not putting a bad rep on vaping, when all hope is lost, all the children are kind of knocked to the side, Frozone and Zap are trapped in a cloud And it looks like their brains are about to be brainwashed. Who comes in to save the day? But our good old superhero, Cheer. He can't fight, but he can use his superpowers through the medium of vaping. Okay. And it disposes of the brainwash juices that are in the evil vape clouds. And so he uses his vape powers to fight the Vape Master's vape powers. Okay. And it frees Frozone and Zap from their brainwash, and they take him down. All right. And that's how the day is saved.
1: And then we get a satisfying conclusion with the family because they all hug. And maybe the kids are like, oh, mom and dad are getting back together because they saved the day together. And they're like, no. And then they have a serious talk. <laughs> and it turns into a PSA. Yeah. And they, they turn to the camera and they say, hey. And instead of like the
0: rainbow that comes over and says, the more you know, it's instead of vape cloud that comes oh, up. Beautiful.
1: And then it's Woody Harrelson's face and he says that. (laughs) The more you know. Uh, That was my Woody Harrelson impersonation, (laughs) I guess.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, I thought my Batman character uh, impressions were bad. That's
1: the the voice he's going to do in this movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's... uh, He's going to do that weird voice that I just did. That's how he's going to talk in this movie.
0: <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Uh, ladies a legend. and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Let's do... Okay, to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the cloud of vape turning into Woody Harrelson's head. Because what like, else would it do? The more you know. That's literally the only possibility you can do uh, that would be successful with a vape cloud. Yes. <laughs> PSA
1: um (laughs) um but but they just have a nice talk about hey things like this happen but we're gonna get through it together but separate
0: and they resolve it yeah
1: we have writers for that yeah
0: to wrap this up because i think we've got everything i just want one defining feature of each of the three kids
1: okay the first one the oldest one we're
0: each gonna say a random word and put it together okay Count of
1: three. Wait, wait, So for the first kid, we're both picking a word. Yeah. So these are the two traits that this kid's going to have. Okay. Yes.
0: Three, two, one. Snow. Dead.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let's not. I, I don't think that's even funny. No, I, I think he got in a snowboard accident, died, okay. but resurrected. He's a zombie man.
1: Okay. One of the children is. Well, what if they thought he was dead for a while? I don't think a zombie fits. He, he's immortal. He's just straight up. Okay. So, immortal is better than dead.
0: So he can just like run into a, a swarm of pirates with swords and they can cut him up and it doesn't matter. Well so and that's can be extra risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: That's interesting because we're dealing with emotional issues. He's not he's not invulnerable there. Yes. He needs to learn to become vulnerable because uh-huh. he's so used to being invulnerable with his body. Oh, I like that. Okay, that's a interesting character. Uh, okay, second second character is... Three,
0: two, one. Mushrooms. Hungry
1: oh what <laughs> <laughs> nice adjective mushrooms
0: i i can see a picture of a mushroom over there <laughs> okay um no he's definitely the druggie okay he's on shrooms yeah um
1: and he's just got the munchies and, and he's, he's always got defo the munchies. hangs out with cookie monster but
0: he could can... <laughs> they're good buds they... yeah they kick it off. They are the Fred and George. of the I
1: group. want to see them do some really cool. No, they're not the Fred and George
0: of the group because it cannot be a Harry Potter movie.
1: It, it is <laughs> absolutely not Harry Potter. They are the Merry
0: and Pippin, which is a better fit. I should have said from the beginning because yes. they like shrimps.
1: Yes. So he They're can... Shaggy and Scooby. Yes. They can because eat... one of them is a human and one of the. Wait, are the, the Sesame Street gang? Are they, are they humans? They're Muppet-ish. Okay.
0: But th- I think they're humans. They're humans. Okay. Uh, his superpower, he can eat anything. And it gives him, like, extra strength. That's cool. He's like Popeye, but his spinach is everything.
1: (laughs) Okay. Good. And the third kid is...
0: Three, two, one. Suit. Computer. Computer suit. Oh, cool.
1: (laughs) So he's Iron Man.
0: (laughs) Basically. Or he's like Jackie Chan tuxedo.
1: Oh, that's cooler. Uh, Wow, I never thought I'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie Chan in the tuxedo is cooler than Iron Man. He's got a very special tuxedo. In this context.
0: He... He is a genius, but everything that he builds, he could really only incorporate into this. Or he only put it into a suit because he wanted it on him at all times. Yeah. And he's got this Barney Stinson vibe to him where he always feels he should suit up.
1: Okay. Maybe he wears a suit and he just has a lot of wearables. Yes. He doesn't have... His suit is not an electronic suit. He just has a suit, but also a Fitbit. Sure. (laughs) But with a bunch more features. Okay, so we
0: got, <laughs> we got um what was the first one? Uh Immortal Joe Immortal. Immortal Joe. <laughs> um Shroom Man. Yes. Or the shroomer. And then All Boys? No.
1: I L- don't like let's that. Let's have let's have uh computer suit be girl.
0: I think computer suit and it should be Immortal Jane. Okay. I like the idea of a female snowboarder. Okay. Like I think
1: just in general. <laughs> just in general. This is just a nice thought. That just appeals to me
0: for some reason. Good. Um. Yeah, so those are three kids.
1: Okay, we really fleshed them out. Yep. With our two-word <laughs> descriptions of them.
0: I mean, it's more than a lot of writers <laughs> give to characters yes. sometimes, honestly. Um. No, I'm more interested in the Sesame Street crew.
1: They are more interesting, because they are the Sesame Street crew. <laughs> What's the name of their gang? Because it can't be Sesame Street.
0: It does need to be Bunch, like bun. Cause sesame buns.
1: Oh, that's clever. They are the Incredibunch. Incredibunch. Does that fit at all? No, it doesn't. Do they like the Incredibles or They're called the... They are the Brunch Gang. Oh, the Brunch Gang.
0: Cause it's a spin off of the Breakfast Club because okay. they were all delinquents and got in trouble. That works. So okay. they're the brunch gang.
1: Who else have we not? Are the Incredibles gonna show up at all?
0: No. They're in an after credit scene.
1: Maybe Bob has a drink with, uh, with Frozone at, the, at, at Woody's Cafe. And he comes
0: up and says, we're assembling a team. Oh, okay. And that's my Craig T. Nelson impression. That was a
1: good Craig T. Nelson. It was almost as good as my Woody Harrelson. I think
0: it actually was significantly better than your Woody Harrelson. That's uh,
1: debatable. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know.
0: Uh, I think that's good, because I think this episode's gone long. It's
1: so. gone long. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find us on the internet because it's a podcast. Uh, We're at silverscreenpod.com or you can find us on Facebook, The Silver Screen Redemption, and we'll meet all of your wildest dreams. What are we doing on Saturday? Oh, yeah. This Saturday, we're going to the Utah Podcast Summit, which uh, is cool. Uh, We're going to have a booth there. So if you're interested in going, uh, you can actually get a discount, $5 discount uh, using the code silverscreen.
0: Um, Just to be clear, what? is the actual date.
1: It is June 2nd. Uh, so on June 2nd, uh, come check it out. Utah summit.com has all the details. Uh, so you can see if you want to come, but anyway, uh, come see us. If you're, if you're our listener and you decided to come to the podcast summit because of us saying this right now, bless you. Brian will give you a hug. I'll give you a hug. Cause you're probably my mom. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there.
0: Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead is purely coincidental.